we're off to a great start. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> What's up, internet? My name's David Webb. Good morning, guys. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That's right. We're back for another episode of the Nightly Morning Show here on twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I pressed, I pressed, I, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, we had a little <clears throat> bit of a, a blip, but we're fine. We're live. We're good. Why would you even have a stop streaming button? <laughs> I don't think I need to answer that. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, it is another, our fifth episode. We, we've, mm. we, we are now a full week into the experiment that was the nightly morning show. Yeah, it's not really an experiment anymore. Yeah, we um, love doing I mean, this. Yeah, we, we got a logo, guys. Like, it's 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 happening. We did. We paid for <laughs> we paid for an incredible artist. Uh, our, 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 the artist who made my sub badges, mm-hmm. which uh, so many people in the chat have those X-Wings, A-Wings, Y-Wings. And soon, soon we're going to have some Millennium Falcons in the chat. Um, <laughs> we also have, he also made our original logo. Oh, thank you for that cheer, Raven. Um, that's right. Good morning, guys. He's gay. Oh, no, wait. No, he's blind. Um, <laughs> what a weird mistake to make live on air. Anyways. Um, Akazia Designs, uh, who we actually found on Reddit. Uh, he made our original logo and then he made this logo in as well. Um, wow. Um, uh, Brody's here. My, yeah, my brother Brody's here and apparently <laughs> needs to go to sleep even though, oh, it's seven o'clock in the morning. Are you still up? Wait. Yeah, that confuses no, me. No, eight o'clock in the morning. I'm yeah. concerned. I'm concerned for my family, uh, y'all. <laughs> uh, we are very excited for today's show because uh, some very interesting news has dropped. Mm-hmm. Some like follow-ups to things we talked about earlier in the week mm-hmm. regarding the Spider-Man movie, as well as um, a movie came out last night, the Love and Monsters uh, uh, new film that came out on VOD. We are going to watch the trailer and react to it live and decide if we're going to watch that movie this weekend with you all. So we're very excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I don't know much about it. So yeah, we're going to um, see if we're going to give it our money and that's how we spend our Friday night. But before we get into that, we are um, we, we're seeing reports uh, across the internet that the PS5 is going to be able to record voice conversations. Mm-hmm that you have in game uh if a player so so the the title of this video obviously is related to this uh about people worried about certain things that the ps5 can do Mm -hmm. um the idea behind the feature is that if you are playing say call of duty and you have a person in your voice chat who is saying maybe racist sexist disgusting things things, yeah uh you will be able to turn on this feature which will record the chat of the game and it will be sent to a moderator Mm -hmm. and that moderator will be able to enact the playstation um code of conduct on the player who is uh, obviously the one uh doing the speaking uh or saying you know the things that go against that code of conduct yeah and i think i you know this is the kind of conversation that I am happy that you're on the show with me for because I don't I, I don't have this perspective but as a you know quote unquote lady gamer or girl gamer or whatever you want to call it how do you feel about uh, have the PlayStation 5 having a feature to rein in some of the more uh, misogynistic and uh, racist um, parts of our community um, I think it's great. Honestly, um, yeah, there's a lot that I want to say about it, but first of all, I think that this is a really, uh, great step forward for them to try and make the gaming community more inclusive and to make, um, PlayStation more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play much Call of Duty and I rarely played online, but I, I did once or twice when I was in high school. Um, and, you know, for the most part, it's fine. Um, but almost inevitably, you get that one person that generally uh, a guy who thinks that they're better than you and um, I just is having a bad day and likes to take it out on other people. Mm-hmm. And um, it can be really discouraging. Um, 
you, you know, you have that sense like, oh, well, I don't really belong here. People mm-hmm. don't want me here. And, you know, you can then play the game by itself, but you lose a huge aspect of it and you lose out on that community aspect of it. And so I think this is going to encourage a healthier, more welcoming community. Mm-hmm. Um, be- and, you know, it shows... Um, it also gives PlayStation the stand that they are here and ready to enforce their code of conduct and that it actually means something to them. They can say it all they want. You know what I mean? Like they can um, announce what the rules are and such and such. But until you actually take those steps to enforce it, it's kind of meaningless. Yeah, I think um, uh, there are many people in the chat uh, wondering if it's an always on kind of thing and it isn't. Um, This would be a feature, as far as I've read, uh, this would be a feature that a person in the game would turn on when the behavior that was uh, taking place in the game was uh, particularly uh, not maybe not particularly but just distressing or um, of offense to them yeah. so it would be in a situation it wouldn't be like if you're in a private game with just your friends you can still kind of say whatever you want as long as you know everyone's comfortable um, but if you're in a public game with other people, uh, and someone is behaving in a way that you find offensive or you mm. think shouldn't uh, be allowed on the platform, you will be able to record this and send it to a moderator. Um, and that moderator would then decide what the best course of action is based on PlayStation's um, code of conduct. Yeah. I personally... Um, I can see both sides of the argument, right? Because I think that there are people who say that th- there's heat of the moment things that happen in games and that like there are there's a difference to me between being upset verbally about something that happened in the game and responding with like swear words like you and i both swear a lot when we play video games yeah but their code of conduct doesn't say anything about swearing right well but i it depends right because like i it depends on what they're enforcing as inappropriate behavior yeah and i think that the the thing with a game like this or with a feature like this that's really important to me is that they make it very clear what the lines are yeah and it's not it's not nebulous in a way that you could get banned and not know why because there's a difference between attacking someone. If you are verbally abusing someone in a game that you're playing, you, I want this feature to, you know, I want this feature to cull that part of the community a little bit. Yeah. And, and to, you know, m- maybe even encourage members of those communities that like, hey, clearly what you're doing is wrong. I think that being yeah. told that what you're doing is wrong by the companies that you love the entertainment from is a valuable resource in, you know, helping these kids grow up. For sure. But at the same time, I don't want, like, adults who say the F word a lot no. to be taken out. Of, and, and so that's, I just, I, I like the feature. I, I have no problem with the feature at all. As long as it's, like, a thing that you turn on. I think that if it's a thing that's always on, that is a little bit weird. Um, like It I, wouldn't work. Because they, you, they couldn't hire enough moderators no, there to would keep not, up with that. No, there would yeah. not be enough people. There would not be enough infrastructure to comb through that much data um so yeah i think that that that's the way to go is that if someone in the room if in the community feels uncomfortable then they can report it and have evidence well and i think you know i think that it just goes back to like the online community issues that you know even we've seen in our discord i know a lot of um you know that like we had a community (coughs) breach uh on our discord and it was it was really bad. Like the things that these uh, trolls were saying in our Discord were, you know, horrendous. And yeah. I, I was very upset when it happened. Yeah. Um. I I didn't like seeing that. I didn't like uh, the idea that you know our community was the vessel for other people to see that. Yeah. And so you know I think that we we're we're living in a world now where companies are being asked by the people who use their platforms to be more invested in keeping this stuff off of those platforms. I think, you know, Facebook is feeling that pressure. Yeah. Um, they just banned all of QAnon across all Facebook has been banned. No talk of QAnon is allowed on the platform, which is great, in my opinion. Uh, Twitter is banning uh, left, right, and center. YouTube is taking down channels that feature racist and misogynistic idealisms. And, you know, we're, we're asking these platforms to be involved in the active disbanding of these ideas. 
And PlayStation can't do that if they have no way of knowing if people actually said racist things. Yeah. You can't just go to PlayStation and be like, this person said something racist. They're not going to buy it. Yeah, well, it's the same way that, like, enforcing the law works. You know, the code of conduct in this case is the law. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to provide evidence to convict somebody of a crime in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that being able to, to have that is is a really like positive thing i know it's a little weird you know Mm -hmm. being able like being recorded and that kind of thing um but i think that that allowing allowing these things to continue not doing anything about it sends a bad message yeah i i agree i i I think that you know there have been endless endless studies conversations and everything in between about how what are you doing okay um about how, you know, uh, female-identifying gamers do not feel comfortable playing online. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's that's just something that is bad for a community. I want every woman who wants to play video games to feel comfortable playing video games. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is not a terrible step towards that. Yeah, I think you make a great point, though, that they need to be very clear in the code of conduct, what is okay and what is not okay. Because foul language is whatever. We all swear you've been in my Twitch stream. You know what I mean? Um. (laughs) Well, well, but even more than that, like, I think it's ridiculous to tell the gamers playing the game, like, you can't swear, but you're playing a game where the on-screen characters swear. Yeah. Like, like, if you're playing an 18-plus game, 18-plus language should be allowed. Yeah. And so I, I, there is a difficult gray area there of like, what, what exactly is the line? Well, I think it can't be gray. I think they need to, they need to say it. I, I, I understand that. I'm saying that like thinking about how you would phrase that to make it not gray, I can't come up with that. You know what I mean? Like obviously the N word, like, like there are, there are obvious things. Yeah. If you're calling people the N word, the, the, the gay slur that starts with an F, the words yeah. that I'm not going to say, you yeah. know, um, and, and would never say, uh, those are obvious ones. Yeah. But at what point is someone... Is there misogyny? Yeah. Yeah. I, I even mean more, at what point is something a personal attack on someone, right? Like, right. what's the line between saying that you're going to kill someone in the game because that you're playing a game where the goal, like, you get killed, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you back. You know what I mean? At what point does that transfer from in-game speech to I felt unsafe with the way that that person was talking to me? And I think that for PlayStation, they have to be really careful about um, what the, the line exactly in their code of conduct is so that you're not just seeing this sort of like culture war take place on their platform yeah and that's that's why i think that they can't have bots and computers come through this data mm-hmm. i think they're gonna need to have real people who have um specific training to go through and moderate this data because you know if, if you piss me off in a game and i'm like oh well i'm gonna report you and you haven't really done anything wrong then it's not gonna matter they're gonna see it hear it whatever it is and be like this mm-hmm. you know waste of time but yeah, you're going to need to have that real human aspect of the interaction to yeah. moderate and really know, you know, was this justified or not? And I personally would like to go over and read that code of conduct and that kind of thing uh, because I would like to know, um, I'd like to know how they're phrasing it. I'd like to know what else there is. You know, do no. you get a warning? Do you get immediately banned? Like, what is this process of trying to create a more welcoming community. And I think that throwing the ban hammer down immediately, unless it's egregious, but throwing down the ban hammer immediately is maybe not the best decision. Maybe encouraging people to rethink what they're saying um, is actually going to be a better step towards um, inclusivity. Um, Tater says, whatever happened to just pressing a mute button on someone that was bothering you? I don't want to be provocative. I just, I struggle to see why this feature is necessary. Um, and, uh, taters, I I understand where you're coming from. And uh, here's the thing. I'm the person who always turn off. I always turn off community chat online. I never allow people I'm playing with online who I do not know to speak because I a hundred times out of a hundred have had uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. 
I never have a good experience with these people online. Yeah. As someone who has, like, experienced that, like, not welcome feeling, Mm -hmm. it's hard to undo once it's been put out there. Um, I can mute the conversation. You know, I I can mute it and Mm -hmm. I can just go off and and play by myself. Mm -hmm. But in that sense, the damage is already done. That, like, that little, like... That, that, like, earworm is yeah. already there. And I, I'm the kind of person who, um, s- certain things, if, like, said to me, will stick with me for, like, weeks. You know what I mean? And um, th- it, it makes you really not want to go back and, and play that. And yeah. I totally understand, you know, you can meet the conversation and you can not care and you can have a thick skin. But depending on what's said, some things might be incredibly personal to people without someone realizing. Um, and I just, I think that, I think that just turning a blind eye isn't enough anymore um, because of what we've seen in the world. You know, you know what I mean? Like people when left to their own devices, if they think it's okay, if nothing, if there's no consequence to it, will keep doing it and it'll keep getting worse. Um, yeah, and I think that it, it the, the point that I, I was going to make was, like, I can mute them, but I prefer to play those games talking to people. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, it, part of the strategy of some of those shooter games is being able to talk to people and, like, be like, all right, they're over here, I'm going to go this way. Like, it's the strategizing of the game. And if I can't do that, if I have to play these team games solo because I can't talk to the other people on my team because they're going to you know, say that I'm something that is truly offensive to just, like, my morality, (laughs) I I don't want those people to not face the consequences of that. We have a code of conduct in these platforms for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's because that we should all be treated a certain way while we're playing games. And I, I don't want to be in a position as a gamer where I feel like I have to play solo games only yeah because the community is allowed to run rampant with ideas that the community says it's going to weed out yeah there's there's this weird like line where i'm like i want to play with other people i want the social experience of playing video games online yeah but i don't want to socialize with the other people who are playing video games online sometimes and I, I want PlayStation, as the people who are holding the key to the platform, mm-hmm. to figure out a way to stop that. And I think that this is a good first step in that. Yeah. I, I like, I personally would like to see that, maybe not quite this, but something akin to Three Strikes You're Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I definitely don't think that just, you know, banning people is, is actually going to help in this case. I think it's going to make people angry. Yeah. Um, but I think... Yeah, I think the important thing here, more than anything, is just that PlayStation is taking a stand publicly saying, look, we stand by our code of conduct and we um, have policies in place to try and enforce it. And who knows, they may not be very strict with it, Um, but I think it's still a positive step forward, um, the fact that they are backing up their own policies. Yeah, I'm curious. One of the things that I'm curious to see about this feature is how much it records. Yeah. Um, and if it records before the button is pressed at all. Because there, there is a part of yeah. me that wonders, because it because when the recording starts is controlled by a player, if someone could antagonize someone until they go off mm-hmm. and then press the button to record just them. And yeah. it's it's they're recording the reaction to... I just don't know. You know, like, it's there's so many weird things about this feature that need to be figured out. And obviously, mm-hmm. we don't actually have access to what the full feature is going to be or what the code of conduct around it is going to be. Yeah. We only know about this because PS4 users with the latest update have started to see this feature saying that their their voice chats might be recorded. Mm-hmm. Because if, you are in a PS, if you're on a PS4 and you're playing with someone who has a PS5 in a few weeks, the person on the PS5 will be able to record you even though you're on a PS4. Because you're in game with them, yeah. Um, and your PlayStation ID will be connected to that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think what Tater says um, or Ickle Boy um, uh, really kind of sums it up. You know, an insult can go unnoticed, but harassment does not. 
And I think that's mm-hmm. up to them to really make that distinction. And so I'm, I, I am going to be keeping an eye on this because I, I would like to see um, how they're going to handle it. Yeah, and you know, I think for now, I'm gonna stick to just mostly uh, playing video games with people I've met on <laughs> Twitch, because you are all incredibly lovely, and we're, you know, we, we have an incredible community here, uh, and I've never had right. to worry about it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, playing Phasmophobia, or uh, Fall Guys, or um, any of the other games i played with the community, I've never had a problem with. A little bit of Among Us, that's right, uh, the Broken <laughs> Pirate says that I'm kind of sus, and... You're, You're not, not wrong. wrong because I am bad at Among Us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of the Broken Pirates, before we get into the Love and Monsters trailer that we're going to talk about, uh, the movie that came out today, which we're very excited to speak about with you all, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to mention, as always, that uh, this stream, uh, the Nightly Morning Show, and really everything else we do, is brought to you all uh, because of our patrons over mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash nerdynightly. Uh, the Broken Pirates are uh, one of our uh, best and brightest over there, and uh, we're so grateful to them and everyone else who has decided to support us on Patreon. It really, it means, oh, I did not turn the chatbot on. That's great. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, I'm going to do that while Ariel talks about our Patreon. I think I can. Oh, that I talk about the Patreon? Talk um, about the Patreon. We have a bunch of different tiers, um, starting as low as $1 a month. Mm-hmm. So, um... You know, it, it's 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 not it's not the amount, it's not anything like that. It's it's the the support from you guys that really means the world to us. Mm-hmm. So you know, even if you want to just go click on the link that will be up soon, um, <laughs> one second, Dagon, um, and just check it out. Um, there are different tiers that get you different content. Like I said, starts at one dollar a month, goes all the way up to fifty dollars a month. Um, we've got early access to content. We've got cosplay stuff, um, spicy and not spicy. <laughs> um, we are having our very first Patreon movie watch along for uh, Squires of the Nerd Table and Up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're watching Solo tomorrow night, which we are very excited about. Yes, we are. And um, yeah, we also have like a um, Patreon only Discord channel. So yep. if that's something that interests you, please go check that out. And don't sign up at the $50 level. That was a joke tier. It was a joke tier that no one should be at. Isn't that right? <laughs> Isn't that right? No one should be at that tier. Uh, you can throw that link up now if you would. Broken Pirates. The, the, the chatbot chat is on. back. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that said, oh, I'm actually going to grab this again because we are going to watch... Uh, thank you for indulging that little plug into how we survive. <laughs> um, we're gonna watch this trailer. Flaria. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Is that gonna work? Yes, it is. There we go. Oh gosh, I'm getting so good at technology. All right, are y'all ready for this? I'm sorry. Do pay sixty dollars? What? No, the, 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 the Mad Lad tier is the is the, the fifty dollar tier, which was meant to be a joke. Which was a it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's watch this trailer. <laughs> is this gonna be super loud? Is uh, it? I don't know yet. Is there any volume? There it there is. There we go. Let me see it. Don't move, Amy. Let me see it. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. I love it. That's super sweet, because it's terrible. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> oh my god. Where have you been, Joel? Amy, I love you. I'm gonna come I love you. Jeeps now that we own one. Yeah. The day of the monster uprising. <gasps> oh, wow. The day I lost everyone. <laughs> He's just holding his chandelier. Only a small fraction of humanity survived to move underground. I've been scanning for Amy the entire time. And now I finally found her. Joel! Hey! Joel! Amy, is that you? Oh my god! Hey! How far away is Amy's colony? 85 miles. It's an impossible journey. Everyone will try to kill you. Don't fight, just run and hide. Uh, Don't fight it, just run and hide. You really got me going. You got me so I don't know what to do. Me too. You don't have to talk about it. That's a cute dog. You want to come with me? It's a five out of seven dog right there. If the dog in this movie dies, uh, we riot. We riot hard. 
Is that a samurai sword? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Michael Rooker. Instincts. You'll die. Super encouraging speech. You made it all this way for a girl, huh? You ever hear the term "fools"? There, no. Amy, I miss you so much. We have lost this war. We could still take our world back. You're more of a survivor than I thought. Uh, Gross. I did not like that. That looked pretty good. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, I feel like Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, yeah, right? I like that. I that that looked um <laughs> that looked like more fun than I thought it was going to when I heard the premise. Um yeah. I do I, I will say I do like that it seems like the earth has been overrun for like two weeks, but like plant life seems to have grown at Yeah, it was like did they live near a jungle? Like <laughs> what happened? Maybe the these like monsters like started this like super speed growth program i don't know well i mean it has to be something right like that right because the monsters are all so big we would have noticed them <laughs> yeah I, i'm just curious i mean on, <laughs> it, it looks very fun it kind of it it, it reminds me not 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 like story-wise mm -hmm. but it reminds me of like the the vibe of um warm bodies which is right. uh like There's a yeah, it's, it's a rom-com, but it's a zombie movie. And, like, so this has that same kind of, like, it's a coming-of-age um, monsters. <laughs> Laser Gunner says, the monsters are saving the Earth. We're the real virus. Oof, too real. Too real, my friend. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not wrong? No, I can't even argue that. Um. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I was really into the idea that it's just this guy trying to give back to this girl in an post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. The moment it almost kind of lost me was when the one guy was like, we lost our world, but we can get it back. And I'm like, I don't, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. that's I don't, not gonna happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> let, let's keep this small and about this relationship. Yeah. And about Michael Rooker with the samurai sword. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm so excited. I'm a fan. I liked that. I want to watch it. Yeah, well, well, we will definitely watch that. And I, I guess we'll talk about that on Monday. Or maybe we'll make a separate video for that. We'll do like a review, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but we'll definitely, we'll probably at least bring it up next week. Yeah, I think, um, I, I hope that, um, I believe her name is Jessica Henwick, right? Um, I'm, sure. I'm bad with names. From uh, Iron Fist. And uh, I believe she was also in The Defenders. Um, I think, um, I, uh, I think that, you know, I, I think that she's a very talented actress. And I hope that she's in the movie more than just like being in a bunker on the other end of the radio. Um, yeah. I sometimes, you know, we've talked about the term fridging lately, about fridging the female character. Yeah. Uh, and so I hope that if you cast someone that good as an actress, that you mm -hmm. use her to do something in the film and not just sit there and talk into a CD. Yep, yep, I feel that. Because, um, you know, it doesn't, you know, it seems like it's mostly a story of a lot of male characters. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, so we'll have, we'll have, yeah, we'll have to see. But we're, I think we're going to watch it. So. I think we'll definitely watch it. I, I thought that was a, a really entertaining trailer. I thought it did a really good job selling me on the world. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Like, those monsters, you know, just evolutionarily couldn't all exist based on how, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's it's not, I'm, I'm sure it's not grounded in realism, you know. Um, but... but um, I'm just going to sip my coffee. Don't know what you mean. Speaking of reviews... Yeah, we bought an Oculus Quest 2. It's actually in frame um, over oh, there. Yeah. You can, can kind of see, see it, it in the darkness behind the logo. <laughs> uh, we do have an Oculus Quest 2 now, the VR machine. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we are going to be putting out a first thoughts on that tomorrow. Um, and we're going to be playing some games. Yeah, yeah, we're going to... We're going to do that. They were out of the cable that links it to the computer for certain games. So right now we yeah. can only play the games that are on the actual Oculus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about our, our initial thoughts and um, putting a video out about it. Uh, that um, video will be up later today on the Patreon, and that will come out tomorrow uh, publicly on our YouTube channel. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, the the one thing I will say about it is I think it is really weird that they make you buy an extra cable <laughs> to connect it to your computer and yeah. play games off your computer. Yeah, I know. But having said that, uh, the Quest 2 is also a lot cheaper than other VR systems. So at the end of the day, it's still hundreds of dollars less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boy underscore in the chat says <laughs> Squadrons VR. and You know it. That's most of the reason why I bought it. Most. Um, we are also going to maybe be doing a horror stream at the end of the month if we hit our 100 uh, sub goal on here. Uh, and that will be a horror VR game that the community chooses. And if Claris uh, over here hits a 100 sub goal on her channel, she has to join me for the horror stream. Which means that this girl has to play horror VR for a half hour <clears throat> for your entertainment. And oh my god, it's going to be so funny. It's going to be so, 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 so funny. Uh, the Broken Pirates asked, does it come with any games or a game store? It does not come with any games. There's a lot of um, demos that you can get for a lot of the Oculus games, uh, but there are no free games with the Oculus, like many other consoles. Um, but uh, so far we've picked up Beat Saber, mm -hmm. uh, and we have fun. picked up the, um, the first episode of Vader Immortal. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously we'll pick up all three of those because we, we, we need... I want. I want to know the story. Yeah, David will not accept anything else. One, I, I don't think it's a spoiler because it's like the first moment. But one of the first things you do in Vader Immortal is you like go into hyperspace, and is so cool. It was great. It's so cool. It was, it was so good. I like. Oh my god, I got so excited. Uh, Ickle Boy says Skyrim VR is also pretty dope. Clarus. I have. Skyrim VR. Mm -hmm. We just need, like I said, the cable to connect it to the computer. Yeah. So. If by some miracle we get that by tomorrow, I might give it a try. But um, well, it's not gonna happen. No, yeah. no, it, I'm sure it's like sold out most places. One, well, we so. don't have a streaming. We don't know how to stream it yet. It's fine. We will get. We'll have. Trust me. We'll have Skyrim VR at some point. Um, yeah, we will. We will be streaming some VR stuff uh, once we can figure out how to do that. Right now, we aren't. We don't have the necessary like hookups. Um, so we're gonna have to figure that out, and, uh, but we will, we will be doing some VR streams, because it's super fun. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Beat Saber is really, it's fun. Beat Saber really reminds me of, like, the enjoyment I had playing Guitar Hero back in the day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, part of, it'll be in, in our, in our video later, but, um, um, I, I don't know if I'm yet comfortable wearing the headset for hours at a time. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think, I think Dagon, if we did stream Beat Saber or something like that, it would be on the Nerdy Nightly and we would be um, taking turns and sharing it or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the better way for us to do it. Because mm -hmm. I also, you know, I have noticed that, like, I played for... After about 40 straight minutes in VR last night, my head got a little, like... Yeah, a little icky. Yeah, a little... That, exactly. Um... So we're very excited. Which I think I'm just excited to be a part of like this like next step in technology. Like yeah. I remember when the Wii came out, and it was like so cool to be because we got one pretty quickly after it came out, uh, and um, I don't even remember how. I think that my stepdad at the time, who isn't my current stepdad, it's a whole thing. <laughs> um, like found like the one Walmart that had like one left and he was a cop so they were like yeah, yeah 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 we'll like sneak it to you and so they like snuck it around the store to him because there were all these people trying to get one from the technology section and he they like got him one um and it was very it was very cool of them to do um and That's yeah funny. i just remember having i was like oh my god this like motion control like <clears throat> this is the future oh my god my voice is i don't know what's happening um <laughs> And, you know, it's it's weird, like, going from, like, those weird Wiimotes to now holding the, like, Oculus controllers, which feel like they're, like, molded to f fit in a hand. Yeah, yeah. They fit in hands so well. It's really, really cool. They're very nice. Um, 
But to be clear, you can uh, the Broken Pirate says you can play games on Oculus now without computer or PS4. Yeah, so our Oculus Quest has 64 gigabytes of onboard storage. There's also a 256 gigabyte model. Um, we went with the 64 because we intend to plug it into a computer. So we don't need as much onboard storage because our games will live on the computer and yeah. be streamed into the Oculus. Yeah. But the Oculus Quest can play uh, wireless um, uh, with onboard storage. Mm -hmm. um, and so like our Beat Saber game is on the Oculus, uh, the Vader Immortal, anything from the Oculus store can be played straight onto the Oculus in yeah. the headset. There are games that are not available on the Oculus Store, such as like Skyrim VR we own on Steam, yeah. Fallout 4 VR I saw, that's also on Steam. Um, so, you know, it, it, it does become a bit yeah. of a um, what games you want to play from where kind of situation. Uh, the Oculus is perfectly comfortable with anything on the Oculus Store without yeah. wires. Um, and honestly, I was surprised. Uh, we, we have fiber internet in our apartment, but um, the download speed of the games was really, really quick. Like once yeah. we once we had the thing in our apartment, the boot time and the setup process only took us like 15 minutes and then we yeah. were in game. It's so fast. Yeah, I was really, I, and Beat Saber's not the biggest game, but um, I was still very impressed by how quickly I was able to set up. Um, I know that people were complaining that on the Oculus Quest 2, you have to sign in with your Facebook account mm -hmm. to use it. That is true. I was not able to use it without a smartphone. I had to download the Oculus app on my phone, mm -hmm. and I had to sign into that app using the Facebook um, account that is mine. Yeah. I don't know why I said it that way. Um, and so if you if you have a problem with those things, I do understand. Um, but um, Just I, something to yeah. be aware of if you're looking into getting VR. Yeah. But we, yeah, so we're going to talk about that in depth in our video uh, for Patreons today and yeah. it's publicly tomorrow. That will be very fun. Uh, yeah. We're having fun with it so far. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. I like it. Um, there's a great photo that I'm going to post on the Patreon of what the uh, quest does to Ariel's forehead, uh, which I think you'll all enjoy quite a bit. Yeah, it's not a cute look. but um, Models40 says, I'm a little worried that they might want to fluff your VR experience with ads via that Facebook login. Um, models, I don't think they would do that just because the cost of the game, because you're paying for the games. I could see them putting Facebook ads on, um, like free games in the Oculus. Mm -hmm. But if they were to throw an ad into a game that I paid for, I, I think that that, I just don't understand why they weird. would do that. Um, I think that Facebook is treating this like a console. Um, and when you sign into PlayStation, you have to sign into the PlayStation Network to use it. When you mm -hmm. sign into Xbox, you have to have an Xbox login. And when you sign into Oculus, you have to have a Facebook login. And then they're just treating it like the login for the system. Uh, I don't think that they'll add any superfluous ads uh, in that. I hope not. Because that would be, like, that would kind of piss me off. Yeah, yeah, it would. Uh, although, <laughs> like... uh, I really, I will say the funniest part of this to me is that I signed in with my Oculus. I got it set up. Mm -hmm. And then I opened the Facebook app on my phone. And the first thing first I saw ad. was an ad for an Oculus Quest 2. And they yeah. were like, hmm, you might like an Oculus Quest 2. And I was like, like I just... Yeah, no kidding. I just like, signed in with my face. You know I have one. Like, it's, yeah. it is attached to this Facebook account. You know I have an Oculus Quest 2. Why would you give me an ad? Like, yeah. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, what a waste. The Broken Pirate says, did you find the adult VR store yet? No. No, I, I don't think that we're going to go looking for that too hard. I would love, though, if the if there is an adult VR store. I don't even know if it exists. Um, oh, I'm sure it exists. I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, on the Oculus. You might have to stream it from your computer. Like, mm. I don't know if there is an Oculus adult. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, But I would love... If someone was in the adult VR store on their Oculus and like accidentally hit the share to Facebook button because it is connected to your Facebook account and some poor sap just like accidentally shared like, and they weren't even watching normal porn. They were watching weird porn and they shared it like directly to their Facebook page. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Suddenly your mom's calling like, hey, um. I think we need to have a chat. What is what is this um cake farts video that you keep no, watching? No, mm -mm. Yeah, that's uh oof. I do not like that. That's an F in the chat. That's a hard, that's a that's a capital F in the chat for that joke. Oh my goodness. Um, Models forty says make a separate Facebook for Oculus that has no friends. But then to be safe, but yeah. then you have no friends, models. 
I don't know. Uh, uh, Mac wants to know why that's even an option, and I... I don't, I don't know don't. that it is. I, I, you know... Well, for, like... No, for, like, regular games, even. Like, I don't know. Um, Ickleboy says that they had someone do a Snapchat of me using VR without them telling me. I guess to make me look silly. That's insane. Can Snapchat make virtual versions of you? What? Do uh, a Snapchat of me using VR. Oh, no. I think, like, he was, like, using it and someone, like, oh, found oh, it. Like, well, if you go to the Nerdy Nightly Instagram, there are some very great clips of Clarus making some noises like you wouldn't believe. Um, and there'll be many more. I plan on filming this girl using VR constantly because she's so... The squeals. You know, it's just like... it's Sometimes it's just the squeals that come out of your face um, are truly... They're, they're something. They just... I, I, I put the Beat Saber on Expert Plus and it mm -hmm. scared me. <laughs> to be fair, I made her put the Beat Saber on Expert Plus. Yeah, I, I blame you. I blame you for that. Um, so, I, I, watch out for those videos. We are going to be talking about the quests on our channels. Um, but uh, I also wanted to talk today because the... Um, the, the Sony movie studio uh, responded to the um, reports that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield had joined the uh, Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Because people had been kind of behaving um, as if this was confirmed. Right. Uh, and as if this was happening. And so Sony responded, to which everyone was like, oh, no, they're going to say, like, no, that's not happening. But instead, what they said was, none of these reports are uh, uh, have been confirmed. So I, I think it means that like there's a chance okay. that this is this is this is happening. They're, the the contracts are maybe not signed yet. Sounds sus. But it does it does seem it's it's sus. Sony is always sus. Yeah, let's to be, be honest. To be fair, <laughs> all movie studios are sus. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's let's not pretend. Um, but it does because their denial was as weak as this one was. Yeah, they're like, oh well, we can't not confirm it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, we're, we can't say that that is 100% true yet, so we're not going to say anything. Yeah, it's pretty much what that means. I think it means that this is probably the movie we're going to get, right? We're, we're going to get a movie where Tom Holland, uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Stephen Strange, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, fight Jamie Foxx as Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. I can't wait. I can't wait. I just, I just, I'm ready. I just don't, like... It's going to be something. There are also reports that this movie is filming right now, secretly. And they didn't confirm or deny those either? Uh, well, no. So, um, movies movies typically film under um, pseudonyms, right? Uh, when The Avengers was filming in New York, the, the filming name was called... Uh, the movie was called Group Hug. Was the... Um, um, what, what's it called? The code name? Yeah, it's, no, there's like a name for it when, when a, a film's name, when they're in production. Um, oh. When, um, uh, when um, the Solo, the, a Star Wars story was filming, the, the I, why can't I think of this term? The term, the name for it was a Red Cup um, because of oh, Solo Cups. Uh, I, and so it, it. having these like nom de plumes mm -hmm. in filming is really important, right? Mm -hmm. Um the Amazing Spider-Man was Fiona's tail, um, because it's the spider in uh, Charlotte's Web. So there, there's all of these kind of you you put out all of your casting notices under these fake names, hoping that people won't figure it out. The problem is everyone knows. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't really. Maybe it's just like an ancient tradition that's being upheld. <laughs> so um. The Spider-Man 3 is filming under the title... I'm trying to find it right now, because I know that I saw it earlier. But um, Spider-Man 3 has begun filming, secretly, in New York City. Um, there are set photos that have started to come out. Wild! And, oh, it's called Serenity Now, is the uh, filming title for... Um, the working title, that's what it's called. Uh, so, Serenity Now... So, people thought that mm. Tom Holland was filming this movie called Serenity Now, and then someone... And Firefly fans... Someone showed up to set, and Ned was there, the, the actor who plays Ned, uh, his friend in the movies, and so it looks like Spider-Man 3 just kind of started filming without people knowing. Oh. And so, 
yeah, I, it, it adds fuel to the fire of this idea that Sony is not willing to deny that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in this. Yeah. But also, they're currently filming. Trending yeah. now is from Seinfeld, uh, Taters. <laughs> it is a Seinfeld reference. A lot of the MCU movies, uh, their working titles have been Seinfeld references. Mm-hmm. Um which I wasn't aware of until actually I read an article about Spider-Man 3 filming. That's funny. Yeah, because I've actually never seen Seinfeld. Me neither. Yeah, it's it's one that I missed for sure. Yeah. Um, What, what do you think of movies filming right now? <laughs> of the fact that there are films being made? Uh, well, I mean, part of me is very happy because I like new movies. Um, There's an optimism to it. Yeah, but also, um, man, film sets are just weird in that way that, like, you know, everybody's close, and there's a lot of people that go into, like, making a movie, Mm -hmm. and, like, depending on the scene, like, unless actors are, like, bubbled together, you're very close. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't look like you're that close on film, like, sometimes they film you, like, this far apart to Mm -hmm. get a specific shot, even if it doesn't look like you're that close. Um, and I am happy about it, but I'm nervous. Um, That's fair. You know, we, we've already had, um, instances of COVID being on sets. Yeah. Um, Robert and, Pattinson in the Batman. Probably. Yeah. And it shuts everything down and it's, it's, um, it's a tough thing to navigate. So I'm just hopeful that people are taking the precautions seriously. Yeah. Um, just to avoid, you know, spreading this virus at a quicker rate. Um, well, and I think even, like, last night, was there was supposed to be a Thursday night football game last night, and there wasn't because of COVID. And I think that we're seeing that, you know, New York has huge numbers right now. Like, New York is not... Uh, yeah, Dagon and I had the same thought at the same time. Uh, he said in the chat, it looks like football season is going to end. Um, yeah. And it, it's, you know, it's sad... And, and look, I, I'm not saying that football is the most important thing in the world. I'm not, and I know that football is dangerous, and there's down, there's, there's, it's so complicated, right? Um, but there are a lot of people who work in the NFL, and I'm not just talking about the millionaire players. I'm talking about like there are a lot of people across the sport who rely on that job. There's people who are, you know, on the film production end. There's people who are in, you know, the, there are people on the um, field marketing. who fill the balls with air. Yeah. And, like, that person is another job lost. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, football is the most important thing or that theater is the most important thing or that, you know, any of these things are the most important thing. But when all of them are toppling like dominoes, what we're seeing is that the amount of jobs lost is insane. Yeah. And it's it's bad for the economy. It's bad for everyone when a lot of people are out of work. And... So seeing that, you know, big budget movies that cost hundreds of millions of dollars are being made is a good thing. It's good and like, you know, it's a risk and I, I know that there's a risk involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I trust Marvel to be doing everything possible to keep their people safe. Yeah. Um, I, I trust that now that like what happened with the Batman happened, I am hoping that, um, I'm hoping that it will be that there are lessons to be learned from that. And that I hope, I really, really, really hope that these movie studios are talking to each other about the practices that are helping them keep people safe. What works and what doesn't. I I know that this is a competitive industry, but I hope on this one thing, they don't care about that. And they just, Hey, look, this is how Robert Pattinson got sick. Here's how we can avoid it in the future. Let's come together on this. Let's work together. Because I want there to be movies in the next three years, and I don't want to have to spend next year watching the movies that were made last year, the year after that not watching movies because there were no movies made this year, and then the year after that watching... You know, I don't want to have this, like, gap year for film because we had to shut production down for forever. Um, And so I'm just hoping that... I'm hoping that it goes well for them. New York is a tough place to be doing that right now. Um, but you know, I, I, I have faith. I, I think that we're going to start seeing artists creating really cool art because of the necessity of, and, and the, yeah. the, what COVID has done. Um, I think that it's, it's, a you know, it affects our human psyche in a way and artists have always responded to yeah. those affects in a really, really interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Miller is asking if you think that we'll be seeing masks on characters in movies for realism. And um, I think that... Yeah, 100%. Well, here's the thing. I think that if people are creating a movie that takes place in the year 2020 and it's grounded in realism, like it's meant to be like New York City, such and such, then yes, I think people will be wearing masks. Um, but um, Dark Dispatch makes the point that in the book world, many are, people are saying, please don't, um, because we're already living through it. We don't want to see it in the movies that we're trying to enjoy. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to equate the two um, events, but it would be, it, I feel like it's similar to if you were to, like, like making a movie, for example, about something like 9-11, too soon after it happens, people don't want to see that. You know, I don't it's know, that Nicolas Cage movie made a lot of money. Yeah, but I heard that a lot of people were very upset about it. And I think I think that that, that 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 having that escape is a really good point. But on the flip side of that, I think if you're making a movie about 2020 that's set in current events, absolutely yes, we will see it. But I have a feeling people are not gonna want. Like I, I have a feeling film studios are not gonna keep, want to keep reminding people about COVID because we already see it every day, everywhere. I don't know. I, I think like um, when I think specifically about diseases, and I think about. Um, uh, the norm, the normal heart, the the AIDS play that came out on Broadway in the middle of the AIDS pe- pandemic, and it was uh, it was a really effective. Um, I don't want to say tool, but but it really people who saw that play had their eyes opened to the real damage of the AIDS epidemic. And it was so incredibly topical that there were a lot of people who were very uncomfortable about the fact that it was on Broadway at the same time that it was happening. Mm -hmm. But now, in retrospect, you know, when people talk about that play and what it meant to particularly the gay community um, as it came out, um, and and the way that it changed people's minds about how to treat people who were dealing with AIDS and, and just how important that play was as a whole, I think that it coming out in the middle of everything that was going on was very mm-hmm. important. I don't really want to see a comedy right now about coronavirus. That's not the... the I, I don't think there's room for that yet. I don't think we're able to make jokes about this time period. Mm-hmm. Um, other than, like, small... Like, a YouTube video making fun of the fact that, like, you know, there's no toilet paper in the store, fine. But, like, yeah, a that's... big comedy about this would be weird. Yeah. But yeah. I think that if someone was able to put out a movie next week that they had been filming throughout the pandemic that was able to show the cost of this pandemic on particularly like minority communities, poor communities. Um, like if, if you put out a documentary tomorrow about how this pandemic has affected in particular like trans black women, I think that the value of something like that could be very high because it would give us a way to um, show people who maybe are struggling to empathize with the communities who are struggling the hardest with this virus, mm-hmm. um, a way to, you know, show the people who are not in those communities what that struggle is like and convince the people who are not currently helping them to help them. We, I, yeah, no, uh, sorry, I, if you're... I just think, I think that sometimes those things have value when they're in the middle of uh, putting out the truth in the middle of a problem can sometimes help solve the problem for the better, particularly for the communities who don't always have a voice in these moments. Yeah. Um, For the communities who can't afford a lobbyist. And I think that, you know, we were talking the other day about how the iPhone 12 will make you able to film a video anywhere. You know, you can film a movie on that camera phone. And so I'm hoping that what we'll see is, you know, these small time documentarians or these small time filmmakers um, who don't have the budget yet, be able to put together the kinds of important film work that get shared and get seen and, and put the emphasis on these communities that need our help and that aren't getting it right now. Yeah, I think that there is a big distinction between making a movie about COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. I think that there is probably room for that. Um, and, you know, it, it might actually be very beneficial. But um, I still don't think that in a movie that's not really about the pandemic in any mm-hmm. way, I don't think we're just going to see 
when the when the actors go outside they or go indoors they put on masks um like in a movie that has nothing to do about covid i i have a feeling we're not going to be seeing that but that's just my like feeling i like i don't think that's going to happen it very well might i think that you will i think that you're going to see maybe not in movies i don't think movies will need to do it as much yeah but i do think that television this fall will have a lot of covid in it i think the next season of gray's anatomy uh, a, yeah. a show set in a hospital for that show to come out and yeah. not have anything to and not just talk about it I think would be really weird yeah um and that's a show where they're wearing masks all the time anyway so it doesn't really it's not a change for them True. that's actually the show where it's the least weird for them to suddenly be wearing masks because you know yeah. they act yeah. with masks on all the time no you're right um, but no, I, I would, I would, I would expect Chicago Med, Chicago PD. I would expect that those kind of television shows are going to make their next seasons about this. I don't think the flash will do it. You know what I mean? Um, I would be surprised if, um, the CW superhero shows are suddenly about a global pandemic that the superheroes can't solve. Yeah. Uh, and the flash is just running in circles around his apartment. Um, but um, I do think that, like, I think that there's going to be a lot of television shows that incorporate this into their work, partially because if you have your characters written to be wearing masks in the scene, then your actors have to be wearing masks on set. Yeah. And so, like, there's a lot of these TV shows that have to film scenes indoors to have shows in the fall. Mm-hmm. If they have to wear masks on set and it's written into the script it makes it safer for the actors. Like, yeah. you're actually, by writing it into the script, you're actually kind of creating a safer work environment for everyone involved. Yeah, that's true. No one can be maskless indoors because it's in the script. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, if you peel away those kind of issues towards um, making television, you'll you'll have a really cool experience in, I, I think, creating a new season of television in that, like, here are the limitations, make it work. Make yeah. us give a shit about your characters while they have masks on. Yeah. Um, I, I think the people I feel s- the worst for in all this is sound techs, because how the hell are they going to do that? But. Yeah. No, I think I think, uh, I think you're making a good point. Um, Dark Dispatch we'll is saying in the chat, we won't see it in Lovecraft Country or Raised by Wolves or Star Trek. No. And yeah. Any genre television does not need to talk about this. Yeah. Like, it. yeah, obviously Star Trek is set in a futuristic world, like... You know, like, clearly that's not going to, unless they go through a wormhole or sent back to 2020 and, like, have to deal with COVID. You know what I mean? Like... If Star Trek Discovery goes back to 2020 in an episode... Wild. It would be... That would be... Gene Roddenberry would would be so happy. (laughs) He would be like, this is why I made Star Trek. Right here is this episode where they're, like, walking around New York City in the middle of... COVID. Okay. Well, I, I guess well I guess we'll have to see. Um, Star Trek Discovery. Hey, if you want if you want you want the rights to that episode, I will write that episode for you for free. <laughs> <clears throat> no, we need to make money. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't give away good ideas for free. I, I mean, we did. We we can't. They can make that episode if they want. We have no right know, to tell I them know, they can't. I know. I know. Um, <clears throat> but we are almost uh, finished up today's episode. Yeah, one more minute. Is there one last question from the chat that you guys want answered? If not... We also have an announcement before we go. So while we while you're typing out your question, We have an announcement. We have a big announcement. Oh my gosh. I know. I can't I'm believe so we excited. Um, so uh, next week, uh, obviously, mm. we're going to be back Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. And on Tuesday, we're going to be having a special guest That's on right. the nightly morning show. That's <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen of the chat, Tuesday... October. We're not in September. We're in October. What day is that? If today is the sixteenth, the twentieth, Tuesday, the twentieth of uh, October, we are going to be joined on the couch in person in these times of COVID by Fantaxia. That's right. You love her. We love her. The wonderful Twitch streamer, full time <laughs> Twitch streamer. Yeah. Fantaxia will be on the couch with us on Tuesday yeah. uh, for uh, the whole episode. And then we're going to try and convince her to stick around for a little extra chat uh, to be recorded just for the patrons. Um, Good call. Yeah. So uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to join us for that. We're so excited. We have not yet met Fanta in person. 
Um, we're actually we're 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 meeting up for lunch on Monday. We are. Um, so we can like actually meet her before we have her on the show. Um, but we're very excited. It's the very first uh, guest on the nightly morning show. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have some coffee. We're gonna have some chats, and we're gonna have a lovely bean, one of our favorite <laughs> palm fronds, in studio uh, on Monday. So hopefully you can join us for that. It's gonna be it's gonna be very fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, before we get out of here, just want to say another huge thank you to our patrons. Uh, if you are a Patreon over at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly, you are the reason we're able to do this, and um, we love you, and we're so grateful. Uh, that video uh, for our Oculus Quest 2 review will go up on the Patreon later today. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you can also follow us across all social medias. I am generally at nerdynightly or at Dear David Webb if you want to follow my personal actor info. Mm -hmm. I'm over at Clark Dracaris or Ariel Edwards, as you guys know. Ariel Ace. Uh, well, yeah, I guess on Instagram. If you want to follow my modeling work, it's we at have, Ariel Ace. We have too many social medias. We We're so sorry. Many, yeah, Just go to linktr.ee slash nerdynightly to get access to everything that we do. Exactly. Um, we will see you all on Monday with another edition of this show. Mm -hmm. We'll be, I, I think we're going to stick with 10 a.m. Eastern. It's, the time slot seems to be working for us. Yep, seems to be working. If you guys feel otherwise, feel free to tweet at us. Mm -hmm. um, the schedule is not set in stone for next week, but we are thinking 10 a.m. Um, to continue this time slot. So let us know. Um, and uh, we are also going to, um, I'm going to be streaming uh, today, 6 p.m. Eastern. I don't know what I'm playing yet, but I will be on at 6 p.m. tonight playing video games on the Twitch. Uh, and Clarus will be back tomorrow with Skyrim. Skyrim Saturday Returns. Skyrim everyone. Saturday Returns. Uh, so we'll see you then. And I'll be back Star, Star Wars Sunday, obviously. obviously. I'll post all that on the Discord and on the Instagram. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm going to uh, say do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Bye. Bye.